0: We are gonna die out here. Someone will find us soon. We're lost, we're out of food and water, and our phones are dead. Well, I've got 5% left, but I'm saving it for wow days at BJ's Wholesale Club. Are you kidding me? No, it's their 3-day event where you save up to 65% on appliances, tech, furniture, and outdoor products. But I should probably call for help. Wait! Do they have air fryers?
1: Save up to 65% during Wild Days at BJ's Wholesale Club July 10th
2: through the 12th. Visit BJ's.com slash Wild Days for details. BJ's. Absurdly simple savings. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steve, and I'm joined, as usual, by my tag team partner in podcasting. That is the illustrious Dr. Jeff Lipman. Jo- Jeff.
1: Illustrious.
2: Illustrious, like your waves, like your hair. Like I've been illustrated, like Jessica Rabbit. Always. You, you are, you are um, often illustrated, but never duplicated
1: never duplicate don't even try with tracing paper don't how you doing this week man i'm all right so i um caught a little nap earlier and it was one of those where i fell asleep unintentionally and it was too short that when i woke up i didn't even realize i took a nap and i wasn't sure what day it was or what time it was where i was who i was
2: was it's one of those things where i'm like i don't know what, what am i supposed to be doing right now you know, with with this new Oppenheimer movie coming out, like I've been telling my kids, who range from uh, seven to thirteen, my three oldest boys, they're very excited about Chris Nolan movies now. So like we uh-huh. watched the Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, and so I showed them the trailer to Memento. See this, how this comes back to your memory? Mm-hmm. So I showed them the, the the trailer to Memento. Did you watch Memento? I sure did. Great movie. It's a great movie. Um, for those of you not familiar, Chris Nolan, one of his first movies was Memento. This movie that he shot pretty much in in the way you watch it is the, the trailer doesn't do the movie justice because the movie is shot backwards because this it's in the point of view of this guy's memory and he has short term memory. So you're trying to solve this murder. Uh Backwards, It's very, very innovative uh, storytelling and, and the way it's shot, it's really good. So I was kind of showing them all this and yeah, Memento is a great movie. And I know you like movies.
1: I did. That was a really good movie. Um, and all I remember is, is at the end, like everything he was trying to do was, it was just like people were like playing this terrible trick on him and, and all right, all right, all right
2: that's not Let's let's not give it away. Are you
1: saying those no spoilers again for a movie that's like literally 20 years old? Right, because maybe we
2: just put somebody onto it. Please. Ridiculous.
1: I actually just watched Interstellar also. That's a Christopher Nolan movie and in oh, Inception, good. that's another good one.
2: But Oppenheimer, I'm not sure that that's really for your kids. I well, this is what I keep telling them. I'm like, you know, like like I know it looks in the in the trailers it looks like this big bomb's gonna go off, and like, at, there's gonna be a lot of action. But the movie is basically a character study on this guy who was on top of the world, an American hero, and then he realized, oh my God, my invention just killed a bunch of people. I'm the devil. And so he, this, it's not really like a fall from grace. As much as internally he falls, and 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 pretty much just depresses himself, and yeah, I think I think Killian Murphy's going to end up winning an Oscar probably for it.
1: What he he
2: became like to the Clown? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. What did I do? Oh yeah, yeah. And then uh, sideshow Mel ends up taking over for him. S- sideshow Einstein. That's right. That's right. All right. Check well. It. This week, we've got a lot of uh, wrestling to talk about, like usual, but um, very exciting London pay-per-view. Excuse me. Sorry. I apologize to the WWE A premium live event. This Money in the Bank 2023 was quite an event, uh, star-studded, lots of surprises. I think we're going to start there, but in AEW news, we've got to start. We've got to talk about John Moxley. Um, I'm going to fantasy book... His next angle with uh, the new uh, the new New Japan open weight champion. Open weight is I guess the new terminology for um, s- fat. slob. Oh, well, okay. You decided to take the low road, sure. <laughs>
1: Go yeah, uh, listen, I, I don't know what these New Japan qualifications are in some of their titles. They've got the neverweight, they've got the openweight, the, they have they have some fun names. But this is the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship, which is the American branch of New Japan. You know, it's sort of like Willow Nightingale having the New Japan Strong Women's title. Because New Japan doesn't have a women's division, they have stardom. That's right. Affiliated with stardom. Yeah. So there's that. That's exciting. We can also talk about Forbidden Door, which I know forbidden, you're very excited you, about. You,
2: you pronounced it incorrectly again. It's I forbidden know. Forbidden Dork. Sorry. I don't speak forbidden Japan. York. Yeah. You don't speak Japan. Thank you. And and what about these awesome ratings? From AEW Collision. We have to talk about that. Oh, no, I'm so upset
1: that uh, Dynamite's ratings didn't come out today because I, I want to see where, where you know if they uh, continue downward also or, or if the AEW faithful rallied thinking that they could uh, spur up Dynamite and that would somehow make up for the abysmal collision numbers.
2: You know, with Showbiz Daily, this is the website that people, you know, wrestling marks with no lives usually get the – ratings data from um they announced a couple weeks ago that they were shutting down like or slowing down and eventually closing up shop yep where's everybody going to get their ratings data from now jeff uh
1: there's there's other sources and and there always were other sources the funny thing is when they shut down they said they they actually took a shot at wrestling fans They're, they're like we're gonna miss everyone Except for some of you trolls, uh, some of you professional wrestling fan trolls. Uh, I mean, they, I mean they, they literally took their time to say that, because uh, apparently only only wrestling fans are the ones that are like, you know, getting all masugana uh, over over ratings on a weekly or daily basis with them on the, on a granular level, and like taking it out on them for being the messengers.
2: Oh, my God. I would love to interview the Show buzz Daily guy because I'm pretty sure, like, you know how AEW fans get all up in their feelings? Mm-hmm. I, I can almost certainly expect that this guy has a ton of stories, death threats, just because all he was doing was reporting the facts.
1: Right. I mean, they're just a repository of information. But, uh, yeah, why, why don't you work on that? You can work on getting that interview.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. I was kind of, kind of trying to put that in your lap since you're, you're the interview guy.
1: Oh, as yeah, hmm. okay, all right. I'm on. I'll write it down on my list. Speaking of that, we have a bonus episode. Oh wait, uh, I, I have a phone call. Where's my, where's my megaphone?
2: Hello, I'm Mister Showbuzz Daily Guy. <laughs> Oi! Oh my god, hey, what's up, Showbuzz Daily Guy? What's your name? <laughs> that is my name. I named the, the channel after myself. <laughs> fucking, where is my megaphone? My kids take this megaphone all the time. Now I can't beat God bless your before. kids. Oh, thanks. Thank God. Thank God for those meddling kids. <laughs> all right, Jeff, let's just jump into this Money in the Bank review. Um, let's start with the the briefcases. Okay. Uh, the show opens up with Damien Priest and the Men's Money in the Bank match. Really good match. A lot of people going in expected Logan Paul might win LA Knight might win he was a heavy favorite
1: yeah the crowd was uh, really behind him they, they
2: probably should have called an audible but Damien Priest is the guy that ends up winning the briefcase um, thoughts on this match and Damien Priest your new senor money in the bank Okay. So, most
1: people know I'm pretty much a sucker for gimmick matches, and there's certain things that I almost always love, e- even if they don't deserve to be loved. The Royal Rumble, um, you know, money in the bank. So, I. It, I, I even like the cinematic money in the bank when they were running around you know, through the building and all of that. So I, I thought the match was a lot of fun. Um, I wanted LA Knight to win. I expected him to win. The crowd was really behind him. But my second choice would have been Damian Priest. It wouldn't have been my prediction if I was asked to make a second prediction. I probably would have said, I guess, Logan Paul. But I, I didn't want Logan Paul to win it because, you know, I, I've said this on a bunch of shows that I, I – it really bothers me when wrestling promoters really focus on celebrities in wrestling because it never adds any viewers ever. It does you know, the attention is fleeting if at all. And then there's never any net gain of viewership and, and promoters keep trying to tell, tell themselves, this is the guy, this is the gal, this is the one. And it, it never does anything. The only, the only people who get wrestling over are wrestlers. Um, but, You know, Damian Priest felt like he was the odd man out on Judgment Day, which is weird because it was sort of built, I felt, as a vehicle to get him over. You know, it seemed like it was always going to, you know, Edge was the mentor. He was going to be the mentee. Eventually, he turned on Edge. That would be the feud. But they kicked Edge out immediately. And then it seemed to be Finn who was feuding with Edge and got that WrestleMania match and the I quit match with the Beth Phoenix angle. And... You know, Dom and Rhea took on a life of its own, and you really can't blame anything for that. It, you know, it worked wonderfully well, and and you know still carries forward. Even though I think it's losing a little bit of steam after the Ray thing, and and at some point they're going to have to focus on Rhea and her title run, and. She can't keep beating up Natty. I mean, that, that that's just not doing it. Anyway, Damian Priest was sort of the forgotten guy, even though he was like 6'4", 6'5", and you know looks cool and wrestles well and has been in those matches with Bad Bunny and all of that good stuff. So I'm not mad. I like all of a sudden he's important again. Um, I hope it doesn't hurt La Knight. I don't think it will because he's so over. And sometimes when people are really behind someone and they don't get something that the that the fans want. They they renew or and you know even double down on their, you know being behind them. You know I I, I don't think Cody has lost much despite losing at WrestleMania and people still want to see him uh, and hopefully it's the same kind of thing for, uh, L A Knight. Whereas I think the opposite's happening for Austin Theory who keeps seeming to get things, um, and even though they're trying to portray him as a semi chicken shit heel. It, they still haven't seemed to settle on a character and he's really cooled off anyway. So I'm not mad. I'm, you know, I'm glad that Damien priest matters again. Uh, it looks like they're still going to break up the judgment day, which I'm also glad about and we'll, we'll see where it goes.
2: Yeah. Um, before we get to what you think is the path to SummerSlam for, both, I guess Damien Priest and Seth Rollins because Damien Priest looks like he's calling out Seth Rollins or focusing on Seth Rollins instead of um, the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Um, you know, I want to spend a little bit of time uh, analyzing L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight, again, you said one of your favorites to win this. I think he was a heavy favorite le- leading into this um, money in the bank. Uh, The crowd in England was really uh, over, you know, the moon with uh, L.A. Knight, right? You know, SmackDown, they were, you know, singing his his entrance music and, 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 you know, finishing up his sentences. Um, You know, I don't know if you heard Kevin Nash on his podcast was very critical of L.A. Knight, right? Saying that he's a carbon copy of The Rock and Stone Cold. Um, I've
1: been hearing that his entire that, career. He also makes the same facial expressions as Ric Flair. And what do I say to that? So what? The, those are th- three of the best guys in the business, if you're going to be compared to them, that's a good thing. I mean, everybody's compared to somebody. If you, I, yeah, I don't know what the big deal is. I mean, who, who I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone their success. Uh if it was so easy to just copy The Rock and Stone Cold and be successful with it, everyone would try it. Right. Who do,
2: who do we, uh, who are we copying? Um, I am Don Tony. You're Don Tony? Okay. I'm Duke the Dumpster DeRossi. Well, rest in peace. <laughs> um, before Money in the Bank, Ooh, there no, was that's also...
1: Duke the Dumpster still alive. Actually, I saw him recently on an MLW show. It was ridiculous. Oh, I thought you were going to say you saw
2: him outside taking your trash.
1: (laughs) No, I'm not that early.
2: (laughs) Before Money in the Bank, um, like the week before, there was this story circulating around the internet wrestling community about LA Knight being too old to wrestle, right? And that's why they were going to put him in as a manager, to start him as a manager. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that?
1: I mean, I think it's a legitimate concern, but he doesn't carry himself like an old person. And and let's face it, I mean, in, in the WWE, most of their bigger stars are older. I mean, the last, what, three years, Miz has been champion over 40. Uh, Bobby Lashley was champion twice, mid-40s. Um, Randy Orton was champion for a, for a short time, mid-40s. Sheamus is having the best years of his career. He's mid 40s. Um, you know, no one's really a spring chicken. I mean, even Damian Priest, who we just talked about, I think him and LA Knight are the same age or within six months of each other, anyway. I mean, if one of them is 40, the other's 39. If one of them's 39, the other's 38. I mean, but Finn Balor is 39. Edge is 50. But. Um, uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, what is he? Forty three now. Um, Cesaro or Claudio? He, he's in his forties. Seth Rollins is what 37, 38? Roman is thirty eight. Cody's thirty seven. The Usos are thirty seven. I mean, who 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 are these youngsters that, that they're talking about that they're kind of, you know talking about? Otherwise, so uh, Adam you know, Cole, Adam he Cole. Just turned right? Just what turned, it, what, 33, 34? Good for him. There you go. Happy I mean, birthday. Ron Breaker's 25 down in NXT. Yeah. What about um,
2: this guy out of high school in AEW? What's his name? Nick, 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 Nick Wayne.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about him being a... a top star i mean i i would if i was like darius martin or jungle boy or sammy guevara because i mean there's you know there's now instead of there being 20 of you there's now well 22 of you um but uh you know there's yeah now uh you know there's not it's not it's not like a big youth movement in in wwe and a lot of them aren't getting over i mean even people have been recently called up like champa and, and gargano Say what you want about them. You might think they're the greatest, but they're both north of 35.
2: Right. They're seasoned. seasoned. They're veterans. Mm-hmm. They, know, they know what to do. They know how to act professionally.
1: Right. Rey Mysterio. He, what is he, 47, 48? I mean, come on. That's right. Santos is, is, uh, 38, uh, is between 38 and 40. So, right. But I look mean, at Dom. Dom is young. Dom is young. Dom, indeed, Dom is young.
2: <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, you know. Rhea's young. They, Most they of eat. the girls are young. I mean, barring an
1: injury, there's no reason why LA and I can't perform at the same level he's at right now for at least five years.
2: I agree. I agree with you. You know what I don't agree with is everybody shitting on Logan Paul. <sighs> Logan Paul, there was rumors, again, a couple days before. Who shits on Logan Paul? A couple days before Money in the Bank, the dirt sheets were writing that WWE is thinking about giving the briefcase to Logan Paul. And the internet wrestling community flipped the fuck out. They didn't know what to make of that. They didn't know whether... whether So so they, they knew that they didn't want him to win. So much mm-hmm. so that they showed up in England and every time Logan Paul got any type of offense, he got booed. Anytime he got hit... The crowd cheered. Um, Logan Paul winning—is it that bad for business, Jeff? You started off this show by saying, "You know what? It's not um, not a proven thing to 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 draw new eyeballs." I would disagree. I think it does draw new eyeballs. I think anytime that they introduce, you know, um, famous people outside of the wrestling world. It garners a lot of attention in the media, and ultimately, they do get a bump in ratings, whether that be Lawrence Taylor or Logan Paul. Well, I would
1: love for you to show one time that there's been a bump in the ratings due to a celebrity that you can point Ronda to. Ronda
2: Rousey? I mean, look at this, like, Logan Ronda Paul.
1: Rousey, we're booing her into early retirement. But on Logan Paul, I think he's a natural heel. I don't think he's a particularly likable person. He's very good at wrestling. He's a natural heel. I mean, he's great at that. But the the reason I wouldn't want him winning, I think probably the reason a lot of people don't, you know, even if they haven't uh, enumerated it this way, is that. Because he's a celebrity, he's there part time. He, he's he's an attraction. He'll he's yeah. you know he'll talk a couple times you know, a couple times a season, he'll show up at one or two premium live events. He probably will rarely, if ever, wrestle on TV. And the money in the bank case, the thing about it is is that menace, that threat is supposed to always be there. It, it can be cashed in at any time. Well, that's not that's you take most of the fun out of it if the person is almost never there. So, you know, I mean, you know, Damien Priest teased the cash in, you know, the the very next night on, on raw. I mean, he didn't do it smartly. And then of course it was just to further, this silly story where we're not exactly sure why Finn and Damien are, are irritated with each, each other when they're seemingly helping each other, but they're angry about it nonetheless. Um, but, um, I mean, that's my reason for it. As far as ratings and, and eyeballs, I, I really don't think that it does. I mean, it, it, if that was the case, I mean, Bad Bunny is the biggest star in the world, and Logan Paul is a pretty big star. If that was the case, there should be at least five or 600,000 more people watching wrestling every week now.
2: Uh, but, Jeff, the ratings have gone up. The ratings have gone up. Puerto Rico was a sellout, was a huge success. Everything sells out. They sell on every, every town. No, no, it doesn't. Watch AEW. It doesn't always sell out stuff. We're not talking about AEW right now. We're talking about WWE. They, oh, they always right. sell out. Whatever fits your narrative. Sure. Your, sure, uh, uh, counsel. Um, I don't know. I think there is something to be said about having Logan Paul, either whether it's win a championship or... When when something he's gonna get media, he's gonna get attention that's usually not reserved he's for. He's probably wrestling. gonna get indicted.
1: So I, I mean, he's always involved in something sketchy and borderline fraudulent. So I I, I think I'd, I think I'd try to wash my hands of him while while I was he's at not the top. Elon or, Musk, or or have him wash his hands of of everything else he's doing and just stick to this. Um, Elon Musk, I say,
2: look look at uh yeah look at what elon musk is uh is doing he's definitely up to no good somewhere he looks like a well, like a well, Bond yeah. villain so he's up to no good well he probably is a Bond villain i mean right now he's building moonraker what are you, what are you talking about <laughs> exactly um Jeff, there's something to be said about you know going to the media, right? Look at look at look at Becky Lynch, and Seth Rollins last week. They're promoting Money in the Bank. They go on the Today Show. It's going to bring new eyes to the product. They see this guy, Seth Amy. Rollins, is probably the most flamboyant, over the top looking professional wrestler since probably the '80s. He's a big draw at NXT. He is a big draw. Ratings are going up in NXT. I don't know why you keep shitting on... on, No, they went up once in NXT. The ratings are going up. They're going to beat AEW eventually. It's going to happen. But Jeff... Depends which AEW show you're talking about. AEW has something to learn from WWE here. Like, they haven't been drawing any new eyeballs. The only way that anybody from AEW is going to end up on the Today Show is in the news segment, like Sting last week when he went through this table and almost decapitated himself. He would have been definitely front page news. Well, if Jade Cargill really
1: is leaving AEW and she's on strike, maybe she'll go on the media when she's on a, when she's doing a promotional tour when she's cast by James Gunn to be in the in the new DC universe. Jade's gonna go to WWE. Only- Jade is going to leave wrestling if she's smart. She's gonna to go to Hollywood. No, she. Um, all
2: right. So Jeff, what's next for Damian Priest? You know, we see him. Uh, you know, uh, scuffling with Finn Balor. Balor saying you cost me the title.
1: That's what's next for Damian Priest.
2: Is Finn Balor
1: is Finn Balor, the break, the breakup of the judgment day after that, it may or may not also be Dominic, uh, you know, and then, and then he'll worry about whoever he's, you know, teasing the cash in. And, I, and that by that time, he'll probably be a face and maybe they'll have like, you know, Bronson Reed start to attack him or something. I, I, I think they're going to, they're going to string along this cash in thing for a while. I mean, for one thing, I don't think they want anything, any other distractions, any other major distractions away from the bloodline story in Roman. And, I, you know, for better or worse, I don't, my view of the new title that Seth has, he has to hold it for a respectable amount of time for it to start off with a with a, you know, first inaugural championship, it's got to be a respectable amount of time, like nine months, something like that. So it's got to be... I agree with you. It's got to be... So, and I don't think that... I mean, if Damien has a botched cash, and it's funny when it's Baron Corbin, it's funny when stupid Ron Strowman boobs it up. It's even funny when Austin Theory, who nobody really likes, you know, does something dumb. But if he does it, that's sort of the end. It's like he immediately goes down into like Viking Raider territory. No, I
2: don't think so. I think, I think yeah, what they're telling you the story is going to cash Alliance. in. I think he's going to cash in relatively soon, if not for SummerSlam, and you're going to see Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Damian Priest. But you're going to see Finn Balor cost him the championship, and then that's going to add fuel to the beef between Finn Balor and Damian Priest.
1: Mm-hmm. It's too long. I don't think
2: think so. I think the beats between long. It's like one ple.
1: I understand. I I think that Finn Balor and Damian Priest are already going to be feuding without the case involved. They might be feuding over the case.
2: No, I don't think so. You know where I see feuding? No, you know, I don't know. I don't think the Um, case
1: is going to come into a major plot line till maybe Survivor
2: Series time of year I don't know I I don't see them I I see EO carrying it for a while I don't see Priest carrying it for a while and it's usually one or the other so now that we've let the cat out the bag the the thing is they both have the
1: same story they're both in a faction that's breaking up
2: yeah but there's slight
1: differences like yeah one one member of one of the factions that tore ACL and will never wrestle again probably who who, uh, Dakota Kai uh, you already forgot about
2: her it's all right. Yeah. I, I forgot about her already. You know what's interesting? I don't know if you caught this um, during Money in the Bank, but Dakota Kai really hams Dakota Kai. EO Sky mm-hmm. really hams it up for the crowd. Like she's supposed to be a heel. But she's turning so, face. Well, th- well, that's what I was getting at. Uh, Jeff is that, that I feel like EO Sky is turning face Right before our eyes. Like you she worked that entire that entire match baby face. Hamming it She's up. She's been the turning audience. face since Puerto Rico. You think so? Yeah. Or do you think she just isn't that adept to, you know, um, working as a heel? Well, I mean her I mean her offense of choice is aerial and that's
1: typically a face kind of you know. Faces, you know, do the flips and flying. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Were you surprised at EO1? Um,
1: yes. Uh, and if you asked me two days before the event, I, I, I wouldn't I would have been surprised at all. But I was because that SmackDown, her and Bailey, who have been on, you know, clearly not on the same page for a while, were completely on the same page. The interference helped Bailey beat Shotzi. And then in the back... Her and Eo, or Bailey and Eo both beat the hell out Shotzi together. Did a double suplex. Shot, they suplex Shotzi into it into the wall and through a table, and then they cut her. Then they cut a lock of her hair off, um, which I know is extensions and all of that and you know whatever. But still, they were working completely in sync, and that sent a signal. Maybe they maybe it was a swerve on purpose. Who knows? We made USAA
2: insurance for
1: veterans like
2: James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, "It's time to switch." We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA, what you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply.
1: But it, it sent a signal to me that they weren't going to be they weren't going to be on opposite sides. They were going to work as a team, and maybe they were going to focus more on tag teams because they were trying to build up the women's tag team division, which only seemed to be. Uh, solidified the the next day when Shayna Baszler sort of out of nowhere turned on Ronda Rousey. Now we've learned since that it's not exactly out of nowhere, but you know that, and when you cut somebody's hair in wrestling, it's not nothing it's in AEW maybe it's nothing because they've got, you know, gimmicks up the wazoo going on all the time. But usually in most wrestling, when something like that happens, it's, it starts a major feud and, and things happen because of it. Um, it's a weird place for, for one of the members of that squad to turn face 24 hours later. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that threw me off a great deal. And and then it, it put me back into what was sort of my 50, 50, which was, I figured Trish, it'd be fun to have Trish have it. You know, so Zoe would be her bodyguard. Zoe could sometimes defend it, whatever it was. And she would walk around. Thank you, Trish. Thank you, Trish. Um, but, Again, I'm not mad. I, I I like Eo. I think that she's fun. I you're the one who never was really digging her. Um, but
2: yeah, but, no, I can't stand her. I I I saw this and I grimaced. I said, "Oh Jesus Christ, why is she winning?" She's listen. There, there's there's a reason why I call her Eeyore Sky because she's boring. But she's not boring. She reminds That's me right. of Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. But right. we know we we know where the reference comes from. Thank you. I, I don't get it. I don't get the the, the the adulation. She does a moonsault. Okay, yeah, great. Everybody does a moonsault. I don't even know why you like WWE. You you hate all of their top acts. You hate Gunther. No. You, you Gunther hate EO. Is a, I, hate, I hate Gunther. Gunther is, is, is a bum. Uh, EO's uh, trash, but I love Charlotte. I love Roman. I love the bloodline. I, li- I love LA Knight. LA Knight's great. Yeah. Faker. Damien Price, Damien Priest. I like. You don't even know his name, Damien Priest. I love Drew McIntyre. He's back. We'll get. You to that. Drew I McIntyre. Him a this this is news. Newsflash. I love Drew. I love all of these guys. I just hate Gunther and Eor Sky. What about and Riddle and Bronson Reed? <laughs> you know what's funny is Riddle, Riddle got squashed, and I was like, "Hmm." Tell me that they've turned sour on a guy without telling me that you've turned sour. Yeah. Just show me. They obviously don't approve of his lifestyle, who he's with, and so they jobbed him out to Gunther. They fed him to Gunther. Practically got zero offense in. Sure, they gave him Giovanni Vinci the day after, but pfft, that's a throwaway. Um. Yeah, Riddle, I mean... I don't like his lifestyle choices. He's, yeah.
1: He's, he's, Riddle, Riddle is uh, quickly approaching also walk with Elias territory.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's about to get his scooter back. Yeah. He might need those
1: bongos again.
2: Um, If not EO. Get the band
1: back should, together.
2: So you, you, if it wasn't going to be EO, you thought that Trish should have won. Trish was who
1: I thought was going to win. I mean, they really, they really swerved me on SmackDown. I don't, I haven't figured out yet if they swerved themselves, but, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah. I was my my vote was
2: behind Trish. I would have liked Zelina Vega to win, obviously, but she's, not she's, her time. she's really just not good. You, stop stop. She's great. She's, she's good, good to she's look good. at. She's good. Did you see her whip out that sh- chancla again? That was great. To her what? Just. Changla, the flip-flop her flip-flop her sandal
1: yeah i i mean it, it was funny the first time this is it's it's starting Ask to her, it's, it's starting chunkla. to no no she knows all about it believe me she's you know she'll tell the story that you know her son she could be 200 yards away she'd throw it at him right on the head with it i got it and then he would verify it i know i know it's a talent so i get it um <laughs> but uh it's starting to approach orange cassidy you know with where it's no longer it, it's already overplayed. Like bring Orange it out or- bring it out few, few and far between so that it stays fresh, funny, and is a surprise. Or Darby Allen with the skateboard. Well Darby Allen the, the, uses the skateboard as a weapon less frequent I mean Orange Casting it's constantly. a silly little gimmick.
2: Um let's talk about Shayna uh, before we get to the bloodline and Drew McIntyre's so Shayna and Rhonda, tag team champions. Mm-hmm. They were facing the returning Liv Morgan and Raquel Gonzalez, a.k.a. the strong one from Encanto. I think it's Raquel Rodriguez now. Oh, yeah, right. Ra- Raquel Rodriguez. Big fan uh, you are. I'm a big fan. I love Raquel. She's the strong one. And... and Shayna just turns on Ronda. This I think was unexpected by a lot of people. But I mean, nobody would have expected I, I, it. Now
1: I mean, we all expected it. You know, in six months from now. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was it was completely out of the blue. It was weird. It was they had just had some success, but apparently this is something that was planned for a while, and then Ronda broke her hand, so it was put on the table, and 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 I guess Ronda has, I mean. It's, it's hard to know, because nobody reports these things before, and now they're reporting it afterwards. So, you know, it, it makes you wonder whether or not they're making stuff up, or somebody told them the information afterwards, or if they're actually trying to keep kayfabe, like they're trying not to spoil anything. Right. The last one sounds absurd. I mean, once I said it, it sounds absurd. Um, but anyway, apparently Ronda Rousey, either her contract is coming up in the summer, or she has a hard out. Like, she is an option to, to either terminate it early or she can just say this is it you know it's my option not to renew the contract whatever it is apparently a contract is ending this summer and so before she leaves she wanted to have the feud and put Shayna over because they're you know legit friends i even saw news that the the what's his name the guy from ufc dana something dana white did that because uh, anna nunez was retiring that he was going to try and coax ronda rousey back into ufc which is seems yeah. silly since she hasn't you know, MMA fought in eight years, and I can't imagine. And by the time she was out, she she already wasn't the most dominant woman any longer. I mean, she was probably a successful mostly because of her time being unique in it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Anyway, yeah, it was out of the blue. It was it was a complete surprise, and and they lost. I you know I thought that they would have a you know nice long run. And then, then break up and have a feud, you know, culminating at WrestleMania or maybe even next SummerSlam. But no, yeah, they exploded right away. And, yeah, no, no real reason. I mean, you know what the reason was going to be. It was, you know, going to be, you know, and, and Shayna, you know, gave us the promo, probably the best promo of her career. You know, everything was given to you. I had to work for everything. You take this for granted. I don't, blah, blah, blah.
2: Are you surprised that Shayna got such a um – a heavy pop for what she was saying about Ronda?
1: A little bit, but not really, because I don't think that people like Ronda. I think it's less cheering Shayna than it is booing Ronda. I think people are very happy to see her go. I think they may regret it when she's gone um, because she is sort of believable, but I actually think in the long run, it's good for WWE because it'd be hard to believe that any two women could beat Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey. I mean, the same problem I had when I was younger. I didn't think anyone could beat The Undertaker and Kane, and yet teams would, but it never felt right to me, and that's part of what drove me out of wrestling for a while. Um, Hmm. But Liv and Raquel? Very beatable. Can Sonya Sonya and Chelsea beat Ronda and Shayna? No. Can they beat Liv and Raquel? Yeah. Can K&K Dance Party beat them? Maybe, you know, can, can you have a throw together team? You know, can the are the unholy union back in the mix? Maybe if they put Toxic Attraction back together, could they be a challenge to live in Raquel? Sure, everyone's a challenge to live in Raquel, especially if the story is lives Liv, keeps getting hurt and then Raquel gets sick of her and just abandons her. I mean, you know, and they clearly want a Raquel Ria feud coming up. So, you know, I, you know, I think these titles are going to continue to be hot potatoed for a while, but. Uh, yeah, Shayna, Shayna got the right reaction that she wanted and you know, and there you go.
2: Ronda I might hey. be in the minor I might be in the minority here, but I'm really looking forward to this match. Which match? Ronda
1: versus Shayna. Yeah. I mean, do you, before you get to it, do you think they're going to keep the NXT Women's title and the WWE Women's uh, tag team titles unified or do you think they're going to split them up?
2: Oh, um no, keep them unified. Yeah.
1: I'm not sure. Because I
2: think you, you don't you don't have enough women to, to keep a tag title oh, in NXT. Got,
1: they have tons of women in NXT. They have so many it's ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. go on yeah, with but, what but, you what you were talking
2: about. Um I'm really looking forward to this match, and I'll tell you why. The the way that Shayna turned on Rhonda, Shayna was you know, shoot fighting Rhonda and the next night on raw like again both of them are shoot fighting each other they're not holding it back any punches it reminded me of when owen and brett would mix it up like they'd really hit each other hard because they've mutually agreed to do that business and you know i think one of the reasons that Rhonda has failed on the on in wwe is because they didn't lean into who Ronda was with the MMA background. You know, it was similar to like a like a Steve Blackman. Not they should have leaned more into that than trying to mold Ronda into the WWE wrestling s- style. And I think Right now, in this in this feud, we're going to see a side of Ronda that we haven't seen, and this is probably what's going to get her over with that fan base, because they're going to say, "Oh shit, she can really go," which is no fucking surprise. She came from the UFC, right?
1: They, they. I mean, I'm not sure whose idea it was. You know, I mean, apparently she really was a Roddy Piper fan, so maybe it was her idea, but I don't know. It it seemed a little bit like. The gimmick was trying too hard, but she was trying too little. She never really seemed to have a heart into it, and especially uh, after, right. the, after the baby. When she came back, I mean, she really doesn't seem like she feels like she wants to be here. And... <laughs> I get the feeling that she doesn't really love being a public figure. I, you know, I think she likes the fame and the stuff that comes with it, the money and whatever. But I don't think that she likes having to have fan interaction. I mean, even in UFC, you don't have it. You, you're you surrounded by your entourage. You're coming for the fight. They walk you out of the fight. It's not like you have to play to the fans or anything like that. You you, you know, you go to a press conference, but it's real press. You know, you, you, you don't. Fly regular airlines. Generally, you you probably are in chartered planes and things like that. Um, I, I just don't think that she really ever really enjoyed the the celebrity being you know so close to like a retail level celebrity. Um, and with motherhood, I think that she felt it was less and less interesting to her.
2: I I want to agree with you, and I mean obviously it's it's Rhonda's story to tell, but you know. I'm sure it's not easy for her, being such a well-liked personality in the UFC, but she left it amongst a lot of criticism, right? Like you're not old, you're not good enough anymore. You're right. washed up. She took she went from being undefeated for years to taking back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back losses.
1: Right, from Holly and Holm, she and, she, goes, and she never fought Cyborg or whatever. You know, that's the one fight everyone wants to see. And then Cyborg right. got beat by everybody, too. It's like, all of a sudden, all, all these top women, it turned out they weren't that good. They just weren't that many right. female fighters.
2: Right. And so WWE came a call, and, and she transitions, and there's a small pop, but then all of a sudden... The fan base, the true WWE fan base, just never acclimated to her, and I and it's, I think it's gonna be sad because you're gonna see a side of Ronda that we should have seen two years ago, um, and I want to say like, that Ronda that is shoot fighting with Shayna, um, I want to say I can see a world where Oscar is down for that fight. Charlotte is down for that fight um, but you know yeah. I think I think Rhonda's ego just can't get in the way of of or, or has gotten in the way of her saying I'm not gonna really shoot fight her and let and let you pin me because it's bullshit I can whip your ass right. any day of the week She still thinks she's a fighter she's not an actor anymore. Right, and I think that's where she's missing the boat—is understanding there's a world where you can shoot, fight, take an L, and and still look like 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 the hero.
1: Right, she uh, she couldn't make the transition that Kurt Angle and Chad Gable and Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley and other legit fighters, you know, Steve Blackman, even uh, Ken Shamrock, that right they made without any problem. They, they knew what they were coming into her.
2: I mean, Ken Shamrock is a perfect example, but Shamrock had to, Shamrock at first wasn't as well, uh, well received either. Right.
1: Well, it was also a whole that sports thing there. I think, I think it still was at the time, you know, it was sort of, you know, we want to believe our wrestlers are tough. And, and so we're not sure about this guy who's really a fighter coming in.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that Ken Shamrock probably has, like, the best insight into, I guess, that type of ego that you have to rel- relinquish.
1: Listen, I think there's a couple of things we need to talk about before. I mean, one, I think we should uh, recognize that Darren Drozdov passed away at age 54 of natural causes, but obviously way early, you know, probably due to the broken neck he suffered, you know, back in the 90s and, you know, and then... You know, generally your health not being great, but apparently, you know, he was always in good spirits and, you know, and, and they're starting a, a fun for, uh, I think, a, a, like a, a like a college scholarship in his name. Um, so RIP to him. But like, I know that you watch Forbidden Door too. So I really want to get your impressions of Forbidden Door.
2: Forbidden Dork? Yeah. You don't want to talk about Drew McIntyre? We can or, get to it. Rominaire. I mean, Forbidden Door happened earlier. Oh. Um, what are my... Um, you didn't watch the second of, of it, did you? Of Forbidden Dork. No, I didn't watch a second of it, and I'm glad I didn't, because it sounded like a whole uh, bore fest. Um, everybody that I expected to win uh, won. There was no surprises. Oh, oh! There was a surprise. I'm sorry. Uh, Brian Danielson broke his arm in the most bullshit of ways. Right. Um, Bree, Bree, Bella, uh, now known as Garcia. Bree should ream him for this. This is exactly the reason why he needs to work a lighter schedule. And here you are getting into the ring with Okada. And on a sloppy fucking, what is it, a, a knee from the top turnbuckle, he breaks his arm? Like, come on, buddy. Like, I don't even know where not only it. that, Not only that, he breaks his arm. And then continu- everybody wants to be like, oh, my God, he's such a man's man. He continued for another 20 minutes. He's a fucking idiot. He should have stopped the match, wrapped that shit up, and fucking gone home because he probably worsened it. And now he's going to be out for six months. Congratulations. Least, yeah. And he's just
1: coming off a of torn labor in which he didn't reveal. And, and he, you know, had a concussion. I mean, you know, he's, he's was already down. You know, this might be, Vince may have had a very valid point that he was protecting Brian from Brian. Um, yes. And I've always said, we Brian, you happened. can do what you want. You've made enough money so you can, you can medically take care of yourself. You can, you can afford it, but you know sh- sh- you know y- you're risking bad stuff now he clearly loved it so i mean he's having so i mean it's one of those things where i'm of a mixed mind i mean he he you know even at the press conference he was laughing he was he had a gleam in his eye he was keeping cave because he was
2: he was he was loaded
1: up on painkillers could have been but he was very lucid um but th- this is what he wants to do. This is what he loves to do. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's oh you know, taking years off of his career. Uh, I, I don't know. It was weird. But uh, I'm going I'm to give an honest assessment of Forbidden Door. And I think most people who watch it with an objective view would say it really wasn't that great a show. Um, as usual, too many matches. You know, one of the matches was scrapped this uh, Adam Cole was sick. So they still had to give filthy Tom Lawler match against Serpentico. Didn't even make it to zero hour, wasn't even on YouTube. Um there were some surprises, but none of them were particularly interesting, especially if you don't follow New Japan because you didn't really know what some of the stories were. I mean, th- there were matches that had no business being on the pay-per-view, matches. And this this match was fine. It was it was actually one of the matches that was okay. It was El Fantasmo versus Stu Grayson. But who cares? I mean, what's the story? Was there any story? The, the match was fine. The sad thing is that, that there were an equal amount of matches that were bad, and there were a few matches that were good. This one was just in the in the mid category. But of the matches that weren't good, the CM Punk versus Kojima match wasn't good. And Newsflash, it wasn't Kojima. It was CM Punk. He looked like an old man out there. Kojima, who's ten years older, you know, he he he, he looked like CM Punk couldn't keep up with him. So that was really troubling. Um, The Tanahashi MJF match was basically what you think it would be: MJF pretending he's a heel and delaying, 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 which was to attempt to cover up the Tanahashi can't move, and he can't move, and you couldn't really cover it up. And then MJF cheated, even though he didn't need to cheat to win. So you know that. So your your two biggest acts, CM Punk and MJF, are are done um, after lackluster matches. You know your first two matches on the main card, the the Elite versus the BCC. Was exactly what you thought it would be. If if that's what you like to see, great. If it's what you think is junk, then you thought it was junk. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm not even gonna take a position on it. I'm just gonna say that we've seen it before. We've seen anarchy in the arena. We've seen two blood and guts. Now uh, we've seen all, all these and. Anarchy, you know, all uh, well, these anything goes matches pretty much with this, uh, most of the same players. So it's the same thing over and over and over and over again. The two women's matches were two of the five matches that I would have called good. One was on the pre-show with Athena versus Billy Starks. That that should tell you something if, 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 if the two women's matches were in my top five. Now, the big match of the night was the... Uh, osprey omega match if you like this style great if you don't like this style you didn't like the match but if you like this style and you're honest you'll you'll follow along with what i'm saying the first 32 33 minutes were amazing the, they were showing everything that they were it was a spectacle. And then everything went to shit. And that's where people are pretending this was match of the year, the best match uh, The people seeing No, it wasn't. It went to absolute shit. So the story was is that Osprey doesn't like Canada, and Don Callis agrees with him. So Don Callis gives Osprey his own private security. So Osprey comes down with Don Callis and these two big guys dressed in all black with, with bulletproof vests on flak jackets and like ski masks pulled up over half their faces so you know you're wondering who they are what wrestlers are they Tur- turns out it didn't matter because they didn't do anything they just stood there on either side of the uh of the rampway uh, on the outside of the ring near the real security um so around minute 33 so around well in, within the first 10 10 minutes don Callis gets himself ejected really not for doing much of anything but he's ejected and mind you Tony Storm and and, uh, not Tony Storm Soraya and Ruby Soho got ejected earlier and they left and they stayed ejected like what happens when you get ejected at minute 33 Don Callis comes back down in his regular clothes does he come dressed as one of the security guards no, I mean, they actually had the costumes there. They had the thought of the security guards with their faces half clo- half exposed, half disguised. Mm-hmm. Could he have come down in one of those? Could he have worn his aviator glasses that he always wears? Maybe uh, put on his beret like the Truth Commission days so that he's in disguise and, you know, wrestling disguise, nobody can do No, nobody thought of that. Nobody wanted to do it. He comes down in his regular clothes. He, makes, he really gets involved in the match. The ref is barely doing anything about it. He's not even telling him to get out of here. He will Ospre- He gives Will Ospreay a screwdriver. Will Ospreay hits Kenny Omega while he's perched on his shoulders, you know, to, for a one-winged angel. He hits him right in the forehead or eye with a screwdriver, and then he hits Kenny Omega with, with the one-winged angel. This move is the most protected move in wrestling, but apparently Kenny's developed an immunity to it, and he kicked out at one after all of that. That should have been the end of the match. Don Callis was in disguise. Uh... You know, he plays 3 card Monty with the other security guys. One of them gets him a screwdriver. Osprey uses the screwdriver, beats Kenny with his own move, but because of all the chicanery and the cheating, and then they have their trilogy. The end. A, A good, fun, wrestle crap, cheating heel kind of way to do it after a spectacle. But no, Kenny kicks out. He has his, he hulks up. They continue going and going and going. And then Will Osprey has to finally win with his finisher. This match went... Six or eight minutes too long, and Don Callis says the whole time, and and all logic and thought went completely out of it at that moment, and and it lost for me. I gave this I gave this card a C minus, and I thought I was being generous. Um, so there it is, folks. Uh, you know that that's 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 the forbidden. I know Forbidden Door was like three weeks ago already, but uh, you know it was well, sort of a big deal. But there were no surprise there were there were no surprise wrestlers. There was no you know. Big debuts. There was no Kota Ibushi, you know, nothing like that. There was Naito. Well, we knew Naito was going to be... He was announced the, the evening before as being the surprise partner against Jericho. But it didn't matter who the surprise partner was because, you know, if Sting's in a pay-per-view match, he's winning. So, I mean, it, it, it could have been me or you that it was their surprise partner. The result would have been the same. Um, anyway, that's all I want to say about Forbidden Door. Well,
2: what... what... Um I think you're being very nice. I think you're um great. again I did not watch it and I give it an F. Okay,
1: great. That's a, that's that's the kind of uh insightful
2: uh you know I
1: don't
2: know analysis that be- people come keeping, to rely on I'm, from us. Thank you. At least for me because I'm I'm keeping it a buck, I'm keeping it a hundred and uh, yeah, I don't need to waste my money. Well, what, how much did you pay for this uh, pay per view? Fifty dollars. I
1: was going to pay a penny for it. Yeah, I've I stopped paying for for AW pay per views. I just won't. Sixty dollars is see, too much for wrestling. You're,
2: see, you're smart. I mean, it's not it's not too much for a ple. I mean, you get you get a lot of. Well, money my ple's you. now cost me two ninety nine a month. There you go.
1: See, and and then it, they also throw in Evil Dead Rises and Renfield this month. Oh, I know you've been looking forward to that Renfield movie. I did want to see it. It ended up not being very good, but I still wanted to see it. There you go. And I didn't have yeah, to rent it, it for $2. five ninety nine, you know, and, I, and then I didn't have to go to the movie theater for, you know, 15 bucks. But I'm not a single person, so it would have been 30 bucks, plus popcorn and, and soda, so, you know. Oh,
2: popcorn is so delicious.
1: Did, yes popcorn is delicious and so is soda you you don't drink a soda like uh, like i drink soda like once a week so when i drink it i have a real coke problem like coca-cola i drink i drink coke like once a week and it's like it's delicious it's like oh my god where have you been all my life
2: i'd have a coke problem too if i kept watching AEW on a regular <laughs> well i did drink two cokes that night to stay up
1: to, to watch it
2: um Oh, we yeah, had to touch on
1: the media scrum not because of anything that interesting that happened, but because this is the second media scrum in a row where they had technical issues with YouTube. So, so last time it it went for forty five minutes on YouTube with just a blank screen and the same repeating music before the before any of the scrum even started. This time. The, you, the picture is live, but they're playing music, so it, it takes almost twenty-seven minutes until the sound turns on. But the sound doesn't. But the picture doesn't restart. So we have Brian Danielson talking to the crowd with his you know, arm and a cast, but you're hearing Tony Khan introducing Sting, and then Chris Jericho, and, and then to, so you're seeing Brian Danielson speaking, and like ten minutes later, like Tony Storm is her voice is coming out. I mean, the whole thing is just mm-hmm. it was just. You're ridiculous. Um, I mean, what
2: what, what's this music that uh, uh, Dan Bryan comes out to? The final count. Europe's the final count. I can't fucking tell you how bored as fuck I am about this stupid story everybody wanted to make this a big deal oh my god I can't believe Tony Khan paid for it shut the fuck up nobody gives a fuck like it's such such a lame story why is that a story you know what it's even less of a story than this because you're right they're they're going crazy
1: over it but they are confusing when he was trying to acquire the permanent the the rights to use it for long periods of time for Daniel Bryan It was going to cost $150,000 it does not cost anywhere near that to use it once it's not the same thing. Um, and there's oh a huge God, difference between using it once and, and using it over the course of a three-year contract. Um, it's it's it, the, the difference is exponential. So it might have cost $3,500 to, to, to use it for, for one time, which is still stupid to overpay for a song. People mark out to it. Okay, fine. That's what your fans like. I mean... I was a teenager or in my young twenties when the song came out, so you know I was sick of it. You know, whatever, forty years ago, it, you know, or thirty-five. Hearing here the final countdown doesn't bring me any excitement.
2: I, I think there's a lot of AEW fans that probably didn't put that together oh my god that's his ROH music shut up you're an idiot <laughs> go get laid Well oh, fuck it's, uh, touch it's grass so as kid's For, t- yeah touch grass shithead fuck Good god damn, damn it Sting, Sting the other things that, uh, that worked me up this week about AEW Sting almost killing himself Then <laughs> I gotta hear about fucking Sting and Sting, Sting still got it Sting still got what he he, he he walked up a ladder and then he fell off the fucking ladder and almost decapitated himself. What is it that Sting still got, Jeff? I'm, please school me. I, I wish I
1: could, I, I will school the other people. If Sting wrestled like Terry Funk his entire career, then it would be Sting still got it. Sting never did things like that. He's only doing things like that in AEW. And even before, like, he would fall on people, not dive, like, 15 feet. Like, he's he's doing Shane McMahon shit. And, yeah, he basically... Caught his chin flush against the edge of a table. He went through the first table, and his head—you know—his chin caught the second table, and what? He lose a tooth, and and you know, yeah. loosen some others. He's lucky he didn't break his jaw. Yeah, and you're right. You're
2: lucky he didn't kill himself, to break his neck. Something. Yeah, he. It was ugly. Have, you're right. He could have fucking broken his neck, a fucking dumbass. <laughs> like, what is he doing? Like, he, I listen. Like you said. This guy's never done this in his career. For an and exhibition so
1: show, That, that it, it's it's the same – oh, by the way, it's funny that, that on this show, they instantly know 140,000 people bought it. Every other show – we don't, we're not going to know for months or months and months until the final numbers come in. And then they come in and they ask, oh, it's like the last show. And then a few months later, you come out. And it's just a bit lower than the show before. Like everything was 175. Then it went to 145. Now it's like 140, you know. But this one, they instantly knew 140,000, and everyone's like, "Oh, like it's like the final countdown thing." Nobody's like, "Oh, this is this this is different than before." they like, "Oh, great! The technology's changed in the last five seconds." Um, right. But yeah, right. Sting's never done this before, and 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 to start doing this at 64 is idiotic in in front of a it's crowd. Funny. And the point of the audience is that this. This this is the this is like a New Japan crowd and the and you know in your AEW crowd it's not getting any bigger and half of them aren't watching for you I mean most of the people aren't watching for you anyway most of them are watching in this case Siokata and and the and their New Japan heroes it, it,
2: right it, it's not even a big spot for a show it's not it wasn't even an important match right and and the other thing that I, that bugs me about this with Sting is. Really, in his career, he, he, I hate to say this, I I like Sting. I like, my favorite Sting is Surfer Sting. But, in all honesty, Jeff, are there any Sting matches that, you know stick in the back of your head like oh these were really bad bang- like these are five star matches these are bangers like I mean, no right sting's like most wrestlers he has one match and he does he does it pretty much all the
1: time sometimes there's little variations on it i, I was never a sting guy i always thought of sting as sort of like a discount hulk hogan uh, and right you know and and that's sort of what he was um i mean he spent an entire year In the rafters, not doing anything, and that was the most over he's ever been. Um, Right, but no, Sting was never this kind of hardcore wrestling. I mean, he's a good wrestler. He didn't do anything wrong. It's you know, people say the same thing about Flair or Drew McIntyre or whatever. They always have the same match. You know what? You're right. It doesn't matter. You know, it's it's like, but at
2: least Flair put fucking people over. Like he made people. Yeah, well, Sting even to the very fucking end, he made people. Who did Sting make?
1: I can't. I don't
2: know. I. I. I
1: but. Uh, but that's not. Hey, hey, thank you. But that's not saying yeah. it didn't happen. It's just saying I don't remember. I never really. I never really cared about Sting. I have to be honest. He was just there, and you know, for me, I thought he was there too
2: much. And now this is what he's like. Like he puts Jericho, who again is another old, uh, disheveled piece of his former self, uh, in a scorpion deathlock. People chanting, "You still got it." These two idiots. These two old guys. Are you kidding me? And this is supposed to be AEW? The land of uh, new wrestling? Come on, guys. Wake the fuck up. They need to fucking hang it up. Sting needs to hang it up. Uh, Jericho needs to hang it up. And And you know who else has to hang it up, Jeff? That goddamn fucking Moxley. I can't stand that fucking guy. So last week on Dynamite, I guess the story is that... Him and Kingston are having a beef, right? Uh, still. You know, obviously, Kingston's got a lot of beef. They, they've, they've been having a beef since before the Exploding
1: Death barbed wire match. Right. And so now... They just fuck already. And so <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the only thing that's been going on longer is Adam Page's love affair with the Dark Order.
2: Right, right. So so now you've got uh, Renee Paquette... Uh, mixed into this shit right. she comes to his aid after he gets mollywhopped by uh, Kingston mm-hmm. and she's like you better fix this you better fix this Jeff if I can just get the next couple minutes to fantasy book what's about to happen with this go ahead thank you Jeff finally we're going to get what we we should be getting in real life and it's going to probably lead to something in real life happening too. She we're going to see John Moxley lose his wife to to Eddie Kings. to Kingston. And and see look he's a he you got Moxley as a bum. He's he's off there. You saw the the, the pictures he's got like pasta, spaghetti pasta right. sticking out of his head. It's <laughs> yeah, a bloody her. fucking mess. He looks like an idiot. He looks like one
1: of those Australian yeah. birds with the. With
2: yes, he does. He he looks like a like a cuckoo, and 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 my he you know Renee is gonna finally realize the shit that I've been saying for years is, I let you inside me. Oh, this
1: is disgusting. So you're saying that the reason he's been getting fat and more bum like is because that's actually what she wants, <laughs> and that Eddie Kingston is her idyllic view of a man.
2: Yes, yes, and that's what's gonna end up happening. I love so it. I'm listening. She's, great. she's she's gonna. Turn on Moxley uh-huh. and then go with Eddie Kingston because now he's a champion. I like it. You got Moxley talking about, I've never been the
1: Japan champion. I've been AEW You'll champion. Start dressing like the uh, Amante and the Evilese.
2: Right. And, and and guess what? He's not going to win the New Japan title. He's going to lose his wife. He's going to lose everything. It's going to be the fall of Moxley, and and then he's going to go back to marrying Nick
1: Gage. And, 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 she's, and she's actually going to take the pasta noodles out of his head and say, I'm taking these too."
2: That's right. And so there you go, guys. You're going to see Renee Paquette in in kayfabe leave Moxley, but also in real life. Okay. Because she's going to finally wake the fuck up to be like, oh my God. Oh my God. This guy's Lays on top of me, like I let this happen. Oh, so. disgusting oh, well, he's he's disgusting
1: compared to Kingston. That's her. That, that's you know she's a Dionysus kind of guy, not a, an Adonis kind of guy. I get it. I can dig that. There yeah obviously i can dig that
2: (laughs) you can dig that (laughs) call call me renee
1: (laughs) i'm good i'm all i am i have everything on lockdown here but i mean you know good good for kingston that finally gets what he wants no wonder he's so mad at moxley he's wanted the wife the whole time okay i i I understand that it's all about a girl it's always about it's always about a girl get, get to it's never about the dog get to work tony khan get to work the whole john wink thing bullshit it's never about the dog it's always about the girl
2: um, Keith Lee. Oh, poor Keith. Keith Lee comes back out of nowhere mm-hmm. this past week on Dynamite, and he's teaming. <laughs> Fair stuff. Another fucking thing that fucking worked me up this week. So you've got the Owen Hart tournament mm-hmm. going on, right. right? Two of them, right? Male, female, right? So what do we need? Another fucking tournament, exactly, right, Jeff? Right, correct. But this, one, <laughs> but this one is a blind, eliminator tournament, right? Did I get that right?
1: Something like that, uh, which is apparently it's randomizer, which is completely random, and I guess the winning team gets a shot at the tag team titles. Is is that what
2: I'm understanding? I think so. Okay. Now you you're educated. I'm educated. So this is why it's difficult to, for us to kind of keep track of what's going on in AEW. But, um, so my the gist of this uh, blind eliminator is that they take any two jabronis standing together backstage and put them in a match. Oh, no, they have RJ
1: City uh, using the bingo tumbler to pull like, you know, your bingo ball out, your lottery ball to see who you are teamed with. And they're all because
2: it seemed to me like if it was just if you're standing next to each other, you're 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 in a match.
1: Well, sometimes that's just the way it works in wrestling. So, yeah, so Keith Lee, by complete coincidence, (laughs) is ended up teaming with Swerve who was his tag team partner where they were the champions and then broke up and then had a feud where the only thing that resulted in the feud was uh, Swerve's accomplices getting injured, one of them being released, Trench, by the way. Uh, We're not sure about Parker Boudreaux, And then him getting a new association with the embassy and the Mogul embassy, even though they rarely... Accompany Keith Lee beyond the top of the rampway. I guess Ring of Honor ro- union rules or something. Um, and <laughs> and they spend as much time accidentally hitting each other as they do their their opponents. Um, and yeah, so we had Keith Lee and Swerve fighting Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy, two of the smallest guys possible. Uh, against, I mean, they make Swerve look like Lex Luger, uh, and you know, make Keith Lee look like you know the the three man gang. Andre the Giant. Right. And somehow the little guys win because that's the interesting story. We we want to see Orange Cassidy and Darby Allin who couldn't possibly have other top stories. Orange Cassidy has a title to defend uh, and there's no stories <laughs> wouldn't it be much more interesting to see Keith Lee and Swerve advance to see if they can they coexist they they realize that they're actually a good team together uh, whether they like each other or not they're successful and they actually have some success because they were a good team together Um, instead we're going to get Darby Allen and Orange Cassidy who who wants to see a a tag team where their their combined weight is 280 pounds
2: AEW fans right Jeff, this is, this is who they, they want to see. And then after the match, I guess uh, Darby Allen was uh, doing salts tricks onto his skateboard. It's fucking ridiculous. I, I can't fucking stand this goddamn company. Oh, I didn't say that. Keith Lee, Keith Lee is a behemoth of a man. He is a behemoth. You saw what this man did to Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Even in this match, he tosses Darby across the entire ring. Right. You're now going to tell me that him losing to these two bozos was a better move than being in a leotard and being called bearcat.
1: Well, he was never in the leotard, but I I I, I don't it, sorry, I don't think it, Keith Lee can wrestle any longer. I mean, I, do you ever see him doing any combinations
2: for st- I th- I think that they're covering up for the fact that he has no win. I mean i told you this back when he was wwe like he looked like he gets winded very easily yeah well now it's worse but but still like work is a big man like again this was the commentary right is work like a big man you got to be slow and methodical and just chop Mm -hmm. andre couldn't fucking move at the end of his when when wrestlemania 3 ended up coming around it was the beginning of the end for andre but you still saw andre put over hulk hogan Well, Keith Lee can't do that. Oh no, sorry, he is putting people over. Sorry, my bad. I spoke out of turn. He is putting people over. It's just instead of putting another behemoth over, he's putting guys that are the size of his leg.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: Swerve should be upset because this, this is this is he. I mean, and and their buck. and they're sorry, sorry, Jeff. They're boxing Swerve in. So next week we got this new guy, Nick. What's that? Nick Johnson, Nick Wayne. It doesn't matter. Right. He's a fucking bum anyway. He's coming up to have his debut match right out of high, I guess high school. Let out, and so he's got nothing to do for the summer except for job out uh, some of the top stars in AEW, including Swerve Strickland, who hasn't won a match in how long? Three months? I don't know but minute. he's but hey Tony Khan's the booker of the year right
1: uh, I can't remember unless somebody's won a, a singles match anyway yeah I don't know you'd you think in a company like AW that values the athleticism uh, allegedly that swore would be, be one of their top guys and nobody would complain about that uh, because he's terrific but yeah you know, it,
2: I, I, you know what I'm going to go back to what I've, I've been saying a long time ago Jeff Saying Tony Khan doesn't care about black people Oh my goodness! What what about what about Latinos? Even less. He likes Japanese people. Even less.
1: He loves Japanese people. Sort of, in theory.
2: Sort right. (laughs) If you're if you're uh, Takashita, yeah, he loves you. Actually, you know,
1: now that Jade isn't champion, so much. So who are the champions now? Um, you want me to look it up? No, MJF, Orange oh, Cassidy, yeah. Luchasaurus okay, okay. slash Christian. Um, those are the singles. Women, you have Tony Storm, Chris Statlander, those are the women's titles. Tag team titles is FTR. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. That's a, I mean, even the FTW title, if you want to count that, that's with hook. So yeah. All all white folk. Um, Ring of Honor. I'm not sure if I know who all the champions are, but I think Claudio is still their champion athena is their women's champion so she there. there's one for her the six man is it? oh the trios in aew that's house of black but they're all white um the trios is it still is it still the embassy is it still cage no. toa leone and the and khan bishop khan i think so so there's, there's some mix there i think the lucha brothers are still the ring of honor tag team champions but i couldn't tell you that for sure I think the pure champion is Shibata, maybe? And the TV champion I think is still Samoa Joe. So th- there's some diversity in in Ring of Honor, which has way too many titles. Um, but
2: uh, yeah, on, on the on the main brand, yeah, not so much. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe he considers Luchasaurus because I guess he identifies as Latino. Uh, I thought he identi- identified as a reptile. As <coughs> both. He, uh, uh, a reptilian Latin superstar, I guess, he identifies
1: yeah. as. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
2: Um, you uh, heard that uh,
1: in Forbidden Door that they apparently had to keep the elite and the punk people separated. So and uh, All Out, which is the next pay-per-view is going to be in chicago again in the united center once again all right. but all in the week from- before also in chicago uh no no i mean wembley it, there, there's still no announced platform on which to watch
2: it is any elite member going to show up in chicago i i don't know i think they're afraid of chicago they should be
1: you think they'd have they'd be to be very afraid do you think the do you think the,
2: the Not really, you Jeff, think because, that Jade is because actually
1: uh, the... on, on some sort of strike or, or do you think she's just you know getting some time off?
2: Sorry Jeff before I answer the question about Jade the Young Bucks don't have to show up in Chicago if they showed up at the Wembley show and they put on a five star match they could take the Chicago show off. It's it's a one week from each other. Fuck that. I don't need to show up. Well the Chicago show is after. On. Right, exactly. So if they do Wembley have a five-star match with, I don't know, pick two random bums off. You know what? They're part of the, they, they, they fight the winner of the blind eliminator. Sure. Put on a five-star match with Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. Excellent. They don't need to show up in Chicago. They can say, fuck you, Chicago. We're not showing up. Okay. Yeah, Bucks don't lose any heat or gain it gain gain any heat except for Chicago fans. hate them.
1: well, dirt sheets are reporting that the elite are going to be re signed by AEW for significant pay increases. Oh my goodness, that's breaking news! Wow, did anyone think that they were going anywhere else? That that, that anyone was even interested in the Bucks? Come on,
2: no, they're they're not going anywhere. Please, yeah, right. there's no, there's and there's.
1: Yeah. Remember all the Drew stories? That Drew McIntyre was was uh, definitely leaving.
2: Oh well, I I wanted to talk to you about that. Drew comes back at Money in the Bank. Yeah, no sir, fucking prize. Hello, everybody. Anybody that thought that he was going to show up in AEW, you obviously are not paying attention, right? Or you have a hard on for AEW that it, you blind you blind yourself, right? Well, they, well, right? they have a hard on because they also forgot that they hated Drew five seconds earlier. Right. Right. But listen, Drew is a powerhouse. Drew is going to go after this Intercontinental Championship. He might even take it from Gunther because it's over. Move Gunther on to something else like unemployment. I think he's going to take it from Gunther eventually anyway.
1: And then I think he's going to, he's going to give it back to Sheamus at some point but sheamus get that, that grand slam also cena returned that was unexpected he just just to talk and do a little segment with grayson waller who continues to be boring as fuck and apparently wwe is lobbying london uh to have a wrestlemania but i think that's all bullshit i think that it's already signed. i don't think you put cena out there for a 25 minute segment or whatever it was in front of you know uh, however many people were at the arena, probably 20,000 and then, you know, probably two or three million watching at home and uh, publicly without there already being a deal in principle.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I got to clear this up. I think that they, I think there's some sort of kayfabe, but also Cena shooting when he came out and he's like, I'm out here to convince the powers that be. But everybody was thinking that he was talking about Vince and Nick Khan and Triple H but I think he was really talking to parliament whoever makes the decision the mayor about the tourism putting, board putting down the money to you know win the bid you know what we've been hearing is last several years you know there's been a lot of bid, competitive bids for Wrestlemania um, and and it's been in the states I think so, too. I think that's – but I I think it's all but a dumb deal. I
1: would hope so. I mean, it it would do great for It's all but – I think it's all but quill to parchment. Sure. You know, that's the old English, you know, ink dipping the the quill – Feather pen and,
2: and the ink and you know, listen, parchment. Listen, we don't need to be talking about dipping quills into places because that's already gotten me four kids. So <laughs> let's just stop right there. What about Peter Quill? Um, Jeff, this this nonsense about WWE copying AEW's homework is just buffoonery. Like anybody listening, if you thought that AEW is the reason that WWE is interested in doing a show at Wembley. Turn off the goddamn show already, and just go put on a YouTube of AW talking heads because this is not the show for you. Like,
1: well, I doubt it is because I I think that they've had these negotiations open probably for months and months and months. So, oh,
2: like- absolutely, absolutely, dude. But but here's the difference. Tony Khan, as as we spec we speculate here. Tony Khan is buying his own tickets to to impress Discovery Warner Brothers brass to up the ante and renegotiate a contract. We've speculated also that AEW Collision is bought time by Tony Khan, not the other way around. TNT paying for more content correct not that we've proven anything yet all speculation all so, r- no, we've had two people say it to, to claim to be in the yes. know so what would stop a man that is already doing that from buying his own tickets to this Wembley show nothing you look at rese- You look at reseller websites. There's a ton of fucking tickets available
1: for this fucking show. Listen, I've been suspicious about Resellers... this from the beginning. I'm still suspicious about it. I'm, I'm sure there's going to be tons of empty seats there. And I think that. And, and Tony Khan pretty much confirmed that, that he wasn't getting paid for Collision by saying that there was n- 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 the, the terms of the contract have not been changed. I mean, well, what what are the terms? Time and money. I mean, if those haven't changed, then you're not getting paid for the show. I mean, right. you, you know, Tony Khan happy speaks saying, oh, yes, we're, we're going to be paid lots of money for it. Well, that's because of the ad revenue and the sponsorships that, that you'll get. Right. Um, meanwhile, the so, show so- in its first three weeks hasn't been doing very well. Like, listen, this past weekend, there was money in the bank. It was July 4th. I get it. But, you know, the, it was, the, the trend isn't great, but... The amount of numbers they did was similar to Rampage. And finally, somebody in the real media reported what we've been saying for forever. They actually looked at what TNT and Turner usually put on, which are movies, usually Marvel, DC, uh, Fast and Furious movies, whatever. Movies like that that they, they put on, John Wick movies, and and they reported what we previously reported, which is that in, the, in those time slots, those movies typically do... Around the same that Rampage and Collision have been doing. And by the way, they don't cost anything to run. It's free. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it, yeah, they own the rights to it already. Right. So, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it, it's, it's absurd. So, why would anyone pay for Collision? Why would anyone pay for Rampage? But you didn't know that at the time, meaning you, meaning Warner Brothers slash. Tony, and we're right. and, and 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 to, to July fifteenth, to we're getting Jeff's... a three-hour collision. Well, one hour's Battle of the Belts. So there's a, so the, oh. so they're gonna so their numbers gonna even be artificially lower when they need it to look higher in in two Saturdays because they're gonna have the aggregate of three hours, which you know everyone's gonna s- separate them out, but that third hour is gonna get you know whatever two hundred and twelve thousand people or whatever. <laughs>
2: Oh my God! It's 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 a fucking mess. It's a mess, and and I I bring it back to Wembley, Jeff. This is not WWE copying homework, as much as this is men playing with boys. It's two com- two completely different scenarios. You're going to see this Wembley show is going to be two-thirds empty. But mark my words, the day that WWE says we're going to go live with WrestleMania from Wembley Stadium, they're not going to sell out Wembley for one night. They're going to sell out Wembley for two nights back-to-back, back, no doubt about it, and it's going to be sold out within Minutes. Yeah, and, and
1: Minutes. there's more moving parts with WrestleMania because it's not just, let's assume it's Wembley for two nights, but they're also going to run SmackDown and Raw probably at the one arena or the wembley arena so those are two more they need a venue for the hall of fame they need a venue for the for the conventions they need the they need enough hotel space they need to have all these blocks there's a lot of logistics moving in there's probably a whole lot of ancillary events that we don't even know about the wwe sponsors probably the pr galas galas parties for press and uh you know celebrities and things like that that they're you know to try to make it a whole to do They'll probably have an NXT PLE, you know, on that Saturday afternoon, uh, you know, or maybe the Thursday night or whatever, right? You know, but whatever it is, they're, they're, there's going to be a ton of events with a ton of venues that they need, and they need to make sure all the logistics are in place, all the permits are in place, and so there's enough space. In again, that there's enough hotel rooms, not just for their people, but for people flying in. They need to, you know, the, these things need to be planned in in years. So. I think... Uh, that's, well, that's I think why I don't, don't think that up. they're copying AEW legitimately. I'm not just trying to be funny or being a troll. I, I think these things, it takes I months am. and months and months to try to figure out the logistics of these things. And if the deal gets actually announced any time within the next three or four weeks, you know that they've been working on it probably for close to a year. If it isn't announced for a year, year and a half, maybe they were copying aw And if they were, so what? Who cares? You, know what? you, can't, you can't run the same... Venue as as the competition, right, right. Well, I, if AEW tries to run Madison Square Garden, are they copying
2: WWE? No, they're running a venue. Yes. In that case, yes, they are.
1: <laughs> um,
2: Jeff, I I wanted I wanted to, to to elaborate on one thing that you mentioned that regarding the logistics. You heard Triple H in the post uh, the post show, scrum press scrum, thing after Money in the Bank saying, um, we still haven't figured out the logistics of bringing the show here. And for anybody that thinks that, in, that means literally like the production of it, they can do it. They've done it in Saudi Arabia. They know how to make a WrestleMania level event. Overseas, yeah, but What they're talking about is seven days or five days but, worth of worth right. events.
1: Right. And I also bet that there's another component, which probably is something that they can go on the cutting board, which is they probably want to be able to announce – the actual launch date of NXT Europe, which has been sidelined, you know, while all the merger stuff is going on, but I'm sure that they they would love to have their first NXT Europe show or joint show with NXT and NXT Europe, you know, that weekend or you know or be able to make an announcement and and they don't have that again. That's that's not going to hold up a WrestleMania that can make it to the cutting board, but um right, but yeah, the the the, the logistics. This, this is. This is not a show. This is a convention. This is a multi-day convention. This is this. this is not a football game. This is the Super Bowl. So it, 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 it's, it's right. not just one thing.
2: Right, right. So I'm glad you pointed all that logistical stuff out because I think that's really what they mean when they say we got to work out the logistics, not the whole production of it. Because obviously Saudi Arabia is overseas and they figure out how to get all that stuff and equipment over there. It's really... All the extra stuff that comes with WrestleMania
1: in your in your well, town. You can also rent the equipment. There's it's there's no there's no issue with those things. They've they've, they, they've from, done this for the year, Saudi. Prince. They've done this for years and years, decades. They've done this for. All right, that's right. Um, let's let's so Money in the Bank. Uh, they were really. I mean. I don't think anything monumental happened at the show. I mean, we have
2: the, the two Money in the Bank winners. Everyone else held. I, I think the only thing that we have left to talk about is the bloodline, the the tag team match. Um, Jay pins Roman. <laughs> Which is big.
1: First time Roman's been Roman. pinned in
2: three years. First time he's been pinned. Obviously, they're telling the story, coming around full circle. JD from New York, you know, one of my favorites. Um, very critical that this ending... Uh, fucked it all up for Cody
1: Rhodes <laughs> He's been complaining about this for Ever since Wrestlemania
2: Jeff um, Explain to those Uninitiated why There's a belief that this would Fuck everything up for Cody Rhodes
1: I guess because they think that Jey Uso is going to beat Roman Reigns for the title, or they fantasy book that Solo is going to turn and beat him for the title, or Jimmy. None of those things are going to happen. Um, this is just taking time to get to, uh, you know, to a bigger stage, and you know, it's the scenic route with with Cody, and it's all going to be fine. There's only one thing I didn't. I, I didn't love this match. I thought it was okay. It just felt like all of their other matches. But the one thing that 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 which probably would have been fine or better than fine had it not been for the pre-show. The only part of the pre-show that mattered, or seemingly, was an interview with Caleb Braxton and Paul Heyman, where Paul Heyman was mm-hmm. crying and he, an emotional plea, basically saying. You're going to see a savagery in Roman Reigns. He's going to he's going to be so vicious, and he's going to kill him. And there's nothing I can do to stop it. So you would, but that's not what we saw. It was the same match as always. He was slow, methodical, plotting. It, it, it wasn't like him trying to s- smash it, wreck it. I mean, you know, he did try to stack at the end, which was you know hubris, and of course his hubris cost him. But he didn't come out vicious, and I, I really felt that that promo that that Paul did hurt the match because absent that the match would have been fine but it, you were setting him up for, for him to come out like a madman um, you know losing his temper maybe him losing his temper was going to be part of the story nah, that wasn't that wasn't it at all but but yeah I mean you know the, the bloodline story continues and now they're going to have what they have their, they're going to have they're putting the tribal chief on trial I, I don't know how people who don't have jurisdiction are, are doing that but uh, they put him on trial on Friday but you know I've I've fantasy booked for a while that, that I would love this to be uh Peacock special for two and a half hours. You know, the 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 tribal whatever, you know, whatever the Samoan name is for, you know, trial or a sit down, whatever it is. And you, you know, you open up the doors and it's like a full ballroom and that you have Afa and Sika and Rikishi and Rikishi's brother and the Rock's mother all sitting, you know, at the, at this head table, like a wedding table. And, you know, and then you have all of the other Samoan wrestlers and their wives and their kids. You have kids at the kitty table and, you know, Heyman's like sort of at the kitty table with teenage Samoans and, uh, and, and that where you have the the, the 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 trial of roman reigns make it a whole theatrical thing a whole cinematic thing that you know straight out of like uh, the the godfather i think that would be wonderful
2: you'd pay for that
1: i would pay for that well i don't need to i already pay 299 a month use three free but now i pay 299 99 a month for a peacock
2: there you go um yeah i don't um I thought the I I found a different segment with Paul Heyman interesting and that's during the match like right before they were about to mix it up Heyman's kind of hyping up Roman like you want you want your kids to report to him like yeah that was good and 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 there's there again the, just like sowing those seeds of deception right it's like you know Obviously, the Usos are now, you know, lost causes in Heyman's book. But it's also kind of weaving more of that in, intricate storyline of Jay doesn't like Heyman. If you want me in, he's got to go. And now Heyman's now turning the tide and saying, these guys are the guys you want your kids reporting to. Like, he wants your job. He wants your meal ticket. You're going to let him take it? And, and so... We don't very, very rarely in this entire Bloodline run, Roman Reigns run, have we seen Paul Heyman have to really counsel Roman Reigns to hype him up and get him focused. And this is the first time in probably since the beginning of the run that we've seen that. And so I thought that was particularly interesting as we head towards SummerSlam. Which will eventually be Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. And without a doubt, Jey Uso is gonna eat this pin because they can't make him the champion. No. The story is for Cody to finish it. And I think JD was pissed off because everything should be given to Cody. The first pinfall, everything, all of it. But it it's not necessary. Yeah, no,
1: I, I don't I, I don't know what he's going on a lot about. It it, it it's almost as if He's never actually had a real job and was just a wrestling podcaster most of his adult life, and, th- and hasn't had to form <laughs> any adult thoughts, and never actually watched wrestling in in the '70s or '80s or '90s when you actually had stories and when people and when people realized the money was in the chase. It's it's a, it's almost like he has no idea about that at all, um, right? Okay, I know that you know you are the expert in this subject, so I'm going to defer entirely to you. I don't play video games, but I know that Fight Forever is out, and I, and apparently the reviews are are mixed. There's been some glitches. There's been some patches. People are sort of saying. It's fun, but it's sort of like an homage to old video games, but nobody really wants to pay $80 for an old video game. And it's fun, but it's only fun for a little bit. And, you know, I don't know, after a few days of, of excitement and arguing, it, it it seems to be pretty much quiet. So that doesn't seem like that's great for, for a game. It sort of like sounds like, you know, like when a hit movie comes out but it doesn't exactly like the flash it's not exactly a hit movie it's sort of a flop and people you know argue about it for three or four days and then they stop um as opposed to mario brothers which you know just keeps on rolling along um so you tell me mr video game expert gamer gamer in chief what's what's the story of five forever
2: well i haven't played the game obviously because i'm much smarter than dropping $60, $70 on, on this game. And so this is another
1: informed that opinion that we're going to get.
2: It's going to be another turd bomb from uh, the folks that bring you AEW Dynamite Rampage and Collision. Um, Jeff, you can just YouTube the reviews, and everything that you said is exactly what they said, yes. that watching gameplay you You phase through your opponent. That's not supposed to happen with with properly developed video games. Obviously, we know that this game's been in development for a long time. four years. It had a history of of issues, still does was uh, they prematurely had this baby put this out at the end of June. Spent like forty million dollars on it before marketing right. and before uh, the
1: um, split with the resellers.
2: You've only got about 50 people you can select from the AEW roster, which none of them are any of the new characters because, again, they didn't bother to, to... They've got Cody Rhodes. Do they have Brandi's Nightmare
1: uh, Collective, including that woman that they made her shave her head and then we never saw her again?
2: I'm, su- I'm sure they're unlockable characters. Cruz, uh, I think what was her name, but like C-R-U-S-E? I don't know. I don't remember either. I don't know. But, but, but hey, you can... You can go out on a date with Aubrey Edwards. You can.
1: uh, I wouldn't want to do that in real life. Why would I want to do that on a video game?
2: You can get into a pizza fight with Luchasaurus. These are all actual actual things. I'm not. I'm not joshing you. Go look it up. You like pizza? I actually think me and Luchasaurus will get along. You can ride your skateboard. The mini games. It's like Mario Party. No, it's worse. It. They suck. Um, you get extra cash, and apparently, uh, the AEW bucks that you get, uh, you, you can spend them very quickly on, on gear. The creator wrestler sucks. Stadium Stampede's not even in the game. They're going to download a patch later. Okay, sure. Sure, it's coming. Stay tuned, everybody. Don't hold your breath. Well, you know what I have that people should hold their breath for? Our mid year report
1: card. Oh. I know you forgot about that entirely. So so let's of course. spoiler. We didn't do so well so far. Some of it is still very much in the you know up in the air because it's it's the year is not over yet. But rubbing my hands. Yeah, let's go. But uh, so for Steve he said that FTR would leave AEW. Well, that didn't happen. They signed a four-year contract. He also said that Malakai Block, Andrade, and Buddy Matthews would also leave. Um, I suppose that's still possible this year, but it seems unlikely. Uh, and he said that Veer and Shanky would be released by WWE. Now, Veer is was back in NXT and is back on Raw with Sangha. Nobody's seen Shanky in a while, so, I mean, listen, you're not necessarily wrong about all either of them yet. Um, as far as Breakout Star, you said Diff- Tiffany Stratton. I think you're right with that one. Solo Shakoa will wear gold. Uh, that is possible. Uh, you saw the Usos losing gold, correct. Uh, you also saw Roman losing gold, so you could still be right. That was a bold one. For your men men's Money in the Bank winner, you picked Ricochet, and for your women's Money in the Bank so, winner, you picked Bailey. So 0 for two there, but <clears throat> feel feel don't feel bad because I also went 0 for two uh, on wild cards. I asked, "Do you think there'll be a Forbidden Door too?" And you said yes. I said no. Um, so uh, you won for you there uh, on will there be another Owen Hart tournament? You said no. Um, will fight forever come back. Well, we both said no Adam Cole and he's back, so we're both wrong about that. Uh, fight forever, you said it will never come out, which you're wrong, but then you said it would be a flop. So if those were two separate thoughts, then yes, if you say, if you're saying never, that's a flop, then you were wrong, but you know, what matter. And celebrity uh, joining WWE Tyson Fury um, hasn't happened yet. still possible. Still me. Although the London show would have been right. the, the time to do So, it. to be released, oh my God, I had a list. Candice LeRae, Emma, Tamina, Dana Brooke, still all there. scripts uh babatunde Shanky, still there. Maybe. We're not sure about Shanky. Tozawa, Hank. I said the Hank experiment is over. They've doubled down on the Hank and Tank tag team. Quincy Elliott. We haven't seen him, but there's been no announcement about him being released lyra valkyria i i said was disposable and would be released and while the year's not up yet they actually seem to value her at least as a uh, as a good you know workman workman uh, type of wrestler um on oh i had alba Fire. that was of course before the unholy union but i had alba Fire. jensen von wagner duke hudson chaz idris anofi and Malik Blade, uh, for AW, I had the Dark Order being released. Santana and Andrade. So so far, zero for three. Though nobody knows where Santana is. Uh, breakout stars. I had Isla Dawn and Kiana James. I think for Isla Dawn, they you know it, it's close to that. Kiana James, eh, yeah, probably still in the same position. Um, also had Tiffany Tiffany Stratton. We both got that one. Uh, I had. Um, Braze sidekick, whoever Braze sidekick was, well, that that hasn't worked out so well. <laughs> or if it's someone that we we don't know who who they were and they're doing well, great. Uh, oh yeah, LA Knight was his sidekick. Oh no, he was as well. Um, <laughs> I said Ricochet and Braun would be the tag team champions, uh, and uh, Ricochet even as Braun got injured, yeah, Braun got injured. It's an incomplete, but still hasn't happened. I said the Sangamaniacs will run wild, and they have and were but not so sure if they still are um jeff javert survivor of the year still doing it um my money in the bank predictions both wrong uh i had edge and alexa bliss when he, well, one of them got pregnant and one of them wasn't even in it though i did have backup i did have my little fancy booking about jungle uh, judgment day getting damien and Rhea. so i guess in my alternate Pick, but you only get one i, I was half right there and he is already the champion um i think you asked me your wild card was will there be more wrestlers doing only fans and i said yes i'm not even sure if that's correct or not um i predicted that ftr would lose all the titles in fact they did within three weeks now they've gotten the AEW titles back but they did in fact lose the titles I predicted there would be more AEW disappearances. Well, there certainly have been. Trench is released. We don't know where Parker Bordeaux is. Nobody's seen Pack. Um, you know, there's all sorts of people that we don't know where they are, what they're doing. Um, I predicted that either Billy Corgan or Tony Khan would have a nervous breakdown. Hasn't happened yet, or at least we can't be sure that it, that it has happened. I said No Forbidden Door 2, so obviously wrong it happened. I said Sold or Fold for a mid-major. Not yet. MLW still breathes. NWA seems to be, uh, you know, having a good old time. Um, I'm not even sure who else counts, but uh, to the best of my knowledge, no one that could that I could even stretch to call a mid-major uh, has folded or been sold. But the years not up and I predicted that the TV sports bubble would burst. Uh and that there would be lesser raises. And I, I wrote down here 1.25 to one and a half times versus two times plus. Um, that one looks like it's going to happen, uh, but we'll see. Anyway, so, so far in the mid-year, got a few wrong, but uh, mostly incompletes. N- nothing as exciting or as humorous as I had hoped. Um, did, I, did I say that AW was going to fold? Y- you did not. Or if you did, I didn't write it down because I protected you. Um Yeah, I'm pretty sure I did. Other news and notes, uh, WWE has announced that in addition to doing three shows in Germany uh, in the fall, they're also going to do three shows in the UK. I think one is in Glasgow, one is in Ireland. I think it's Dublin. I'm not sure. Um, And the other is in Wembley, but I'm pretty sure it's the Wembley Arena, not Wembley Stadium. And that'll be October 29th. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, there was there's a little shakeup in the in the WWE interview uh, segment. Mega Morant, who I'm always saying, get her out of here. Well, they are getting her out of there. She's going to be on more like interview shows and running production and internet stuff. And Jackie Redman is, is moving to raw and Kathy Kelly is joining Caleb Braxton on SmackDown. Um, Mm-hmm. Trinity Fatu was cast in the Mildred Burke movie. There's some other WWE female wrestlers in that movie. So there you go. Jerry McDivitt, longtime WWE lead outside litigation attorney, is retiring. So he will no longer be handling the MLW case. MLW um, posted that they won their first uh, retirement match, uh, which was actually sort of funny. Speaking of MLW, Jacob Fatu is the MLW open weight champion. So, uh, you know, the bloodline still having some success a little bit further down the line. Mandy Leon has joined MLW. Mind you, this could be dated because Taya Valkyrie still occasionally is on my MLW television. Um, Zachary Wentz, who was fired from NXT, as people remember, he former member of the Rascals and MSK, has rejoined Impact. Uh, injuries we talked about: uh, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, with the broken arm. He originally thought he'd be out six weeks. It seems like it's going to be more like six months. Grayson Waller reported that he hadn't wrestled because he had a broken fibula, which he suffered in his final match in NXT, but he seems to be on the mend. Uh, Jeff Hardy apparently has a dislocated jaw. He suffered a dislocated jaw, which is, I guess, the reason why his hiatus is not just limited to Canada, where he can't go, because of the DUIs, um, but he can't wrestle even in the United States. Um, they were talking about mid-July, but I'm not sure this, that might be delayed because of the jaw and other issues. Um other title news, well, we talked about Ronda and Shayna losing the WWE uh, Unified Women's Tag Team titles to Liv and Raquel. Akira, not Akira Tozawa, but just Akira, from won the MLW Middleweight Championship, and Eddie Kingston, as we talked about before. Akira, by the way, is part of uh, Raven's uh, uh, New flock, whatever they're called. I've already forgotten the name. Um, Eddie Kingston, the New Japan Strong open weight Champion. In other news, Eric Bischoff shaved his head for charity. Very nice. Um, we dropped a show today, an interview with one half of the NWA US Tag Team Champions. Uh, the thoroughbred uh, from the country gentleman, uh, Anthony. Oh, my God. I need to. I'm having a brain fart here. Uh, Anthony Andrews. Um About a charity event that uh, NWA is throwing for uh, Cooper Richards, who was a victim of the mass shooting last year. He's was shot in the back. He was eight. He's nine now. His his younger his twin brother Luke was also injured in that, and his mother. And they're doing a charity event for him. Uh, on july 8th so hopefully the show will be up there but the the but the bonus show is up there so all the other information is there you can donate and otherwise support the cause um sergeant slaughter not sure if it's kayfabe or not but he's been sort of grumpy about Lacey evans using the cobra clutch and not asking his permission he says that the million dollar dream was done with permission uh i don't know this Seems a little worky. I don't know that it's really important. It hasn't really seemed to help Lacey very much. Um, The Creed brothers lost their Loser Leaves Town match to the Dyad that, for whatever reason, seemed to have caught the world by surprise because they thought the Dyad was going to be released and they thought their releases were denied. Their releases were denied. Their contracts don't expire until October. Um, So, of course, they're stuck in NXT and the Creeds aren't going to move up to the main roster. (laughs) Thunder Rosa, she announced that she believes that she's four to six weeks away from being able to kick clear to wrestle again. So I guess we'll see her soon, maybe. Um, and in ratings. So impact wrestling's had an interesting couple of weeks. Um, June 22nd, they did 101,000, which was a drop of 23,000. But then the week after, uh, June 29th, they did 149,000, an increase of 48,000. That week, they did 101,000. By the way, they they did a 0.1 in the demo for all those who care about demos. New Japan, the same two Thursdays, they did 61,000, up 4,000 from the prior week. And then the um, 29th, they did 65,000, up another 4,000. Uh, this was all leading up to Forbidden Door, which may explain some of the interest. Um SmackDown a couple weeks ago did 2.354 million, down 76,000 from the prior week, but this past week did 2.51 million, up 215,000, Roman Reigns probably being the reason there. Rampage a couple weeks ago did 391,000, down 32,000 from the week before. This past week rebounded somewhat to 450,000, up 59,000. Collision, after debuting at 816,000, dropped to 595,000, a drop of 221,000, and then in its third show, it dropped down to 452,000, dropping another 143,000, so it's did 2,000 more than Rampage. Raw, two weeks ago, did 1.973 million, an increase of 378,000. This past week, one point eight two eight. Million, um, which was the a yeah, drop of one hundred and forty five thousand, but the Monday of yes. what is a four day weekend for a lot of people, July fourth. Um, NXT a couple weeks ago after the Seth Rollins match from a couple weeks ago, Seth versus Braun uh, even got them crossing over nine hundred for a bit. Uh, they fell back down to an aggregate of six twenty two, down one hundred and fifty one thousand from the aggregate the week before, and this past week dropped down like a stone to 508,000 to 114,000. I don't know why. NXT is delightful. Um, Dynamite, regrettably, I only have last week's. I don't have uh, this week's. I don't have July 5th yet. That's not out because of the July 4th holiday. Dynamite did 109,000, which was a drop of 23,000 from the week before. NWA had no July 4th new show. They had some sort of special on the week prior to that, only at 13,000. MLW, two weeks ago, 44,000. This week, 18,000. So, again, the the YouTube show is continuing to struggle. Uh, That appears to be the news and notes that I have.
2: Well, that was a lot of them. Yeah. I I think we covered it all. I think so, too. I think. All right. Very good.
1: Well, yeah. Great.
2: Let's do plugs, Jeff.
1: All right. Well, if you want to follow, so I want to check out that that special bonus show that we did. It's the one that came out right right before this one. Um, plugs on Twitter at Eric Gersfell MD. You can aside from the Hammerlock Hangover, you can find me on multiple shows on the pwc also the pwc cross-pollinates with channel attitude and hum meaning media group and you can find me generally on three shows a week there including uncaged where we cover rampage smack attack where we cover lots of stuff primarily smackdown uh and wreckage where we cover collision um i also did a wrestling soup show where to review the second episode of collision um And, of course, my babies are Garden of Doom and Garden Views, where you can find right here with Hagmarlock Hangover on the PwC and the Wrestling Soup Network, and, of course, on Hamid Media Group, Cooking with Gas over there, plenty of great shows there, lots of content, some July 4th stuff about was Thomas Jefferson a plagiarist? So, fun stuff like that. Just uh, have dropped a show with George Mitrovic, the author of 110 books, um, probably the foremost expert in tracking and tracing anomalies, mostly cryptids and UFOs around the world, and he made some surprising discoveries. So, check out that show and and all that stuff, but... Those are my—well, I also did recently did a Garden the Drew on the Drew Yari show. But to get it, you have to be a patron of the Drew Yari show. So give him those five bucks, and you'll get some quality shows from me, as well as all the other fine content that Drew gives you. Those are all the plugs that I can think of at the moment.
2: Very good. And, guys, this uh, is the Hammerlock Hangover that you've been listening to if you like wrestling. You stumbled upon our show and made it this far. We definitely do truly appreciate it. Please make sure you follow, subscribe, like the podcast from on whatever streaming platform you're listening to us on. Um, and uh, if you want to send us a line, if you want to send us a question or comment about the show, you can reach us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. That's hammerlockhangover, all one word at gmail.com You can also find us on uh, Facebook and um,
1: Any fan comments here. this week? Any any questions or anything that we need to uh, address?
2: No, nothing nothing lately, but you know enemy, what? Enemy comments? Maybe we should... <laughs> no enemy comments. Well, that's good. No, nothing like that. But maybe we should uh, venture a stroll into the um, you know, threads is becoming a thing now. That's so uh, what I've heard. It's the Facebook, the Facebook answer to Twitter. So maybe we should venture over there and see what it's like. Poke our head in the, in that side of the water. Uh, well, we'll put you in charge of that. You're a social media manager. There you go. I'll I'll take care of that while you book um, the guy from Showbuzz. Right, Mister Mister Showbuzz. Mr. Does Mr. Showbus have any final words for this, uh, this show? That's all, folks, and stay evil, my friends.